0: All right, welcome back. It's another week of Menace Podman. We got week 12 of the NBA season starting up. Um, and it's our first pod of the new year. So, Happy New Year to you, Happy New Year. Um, yeah, I think we've got tons of stuff to talk about this week. I think we do every week. And Absolutely. Uh, I'm just going to get started with something not up in the stats and just talking about players, but just something random over New Year new year's break um netflix has this docuseries untold Mm -hmm. totally similar to like the espn 30 for 30s and everything they are phenomenal so if people out there haven't seen them if you haven't seen them go see them i have not
1: seen them yet but a couple of them look extremely intriguing to me they
0: and they're so well made i like them better than the 30 for 30s honestly Actually, Which
1: one is your favorite so far?
0: Man, that's, that's a tough question. I'm going to say the one that was the best, I, I can say because even my wife watched it and she was like locked into it, was the the one on Manti Teo
1: and his Ooh, imaginary that's a good, girlfriend. Yeah, type thing. That's, a, that's a really good one. So, that's a really good one. Yeah, Which so of the, the basketball-related ones? That's that's say. what I was
0: going to say. I was going to get into that. I, another really good one, too, though, not basketball-related, is the one on Marty Fish, uh, professional tennis player. He was number one in the world for a while. Mm. He suffered uh, anxiety disorders and stuff yeah. uh, during that whole time. Very yep. interesting. Very kind of in the moment now, too, with the mental health issues and mm-hmm. stuff. being at the forefront right now. No but question. Basketball-related, basketball um, the Tim Donahue. yeah. Um, was I think it's called Operation Flagrant Foul. Yep. Phenomenal. Um, that one will get you hooked. I have not watched The Rise and Fall of the N that one. That's next on my list. I can't wait know. to watch that. But the one I did watch, which brought this up and made me think of this over the break was The Malice at the Palace. The palace. Yep, absolutely. It was great and it it focuses on you know the Indiana Pacers side of it a lot, yeah. so there's a lot of Ron Artest, a lot of Jermaine O'Neal, a lot of Stephen. Did they
1: have? Didn't they co-produce it or something? Or they had um, quite a bit of say? I'm, I'm sure they done. did.
0: They talk about it in the beginning, talking about yeah. you know how but they want cool. to get the it's story good to get out their, there.
1: It's good to get their side of the story and get their perspective on things. Yep. You know, we hear we're in Detroit, we're in the Detroit area, so we have a little bias. And oh you know, yeah, uh, we all of our fans talk about it, and you know we've heard the detroit side of it so it is interesting to hear their side and just hear the players talk about it i've heard the players on other podcasts too and it's just cool to get you know their takes on it especially now that it's been you know we're coming up on it's getting close to 20 years now oh yeah which yeah is insane no. it does not feel that long but
0: yep and I, uh, being a big Reggie Miller fan myself, he's probably my favorite player. Second mm. would be Dennis Rodman. Those are my top two. But nice. um, I, I forget how close Reggie Miller was to getting that championship the year that the Pistons actually won the championship in 04. Yeah,
1: like, no, they had a good squad. They were stacked. Uh, but
0: uh, suspensions getting in the way and things like that, yep, you know, derailed yep. that quite quickly.
1: Yeah. So it, they very, blew the Pistons out that game. They did. They, they were dominating that game, especially down the stretch. It was over. No. Yep, yep. um, it was ugly. I turned the game off. Uh, not to not to get us too sidetracked, here, but just real quick. <laughs> I turned that game off. I had um, something going on in the the next morning, so I turned it off. I went to bed, and I woke up the next day, and everybody else in my household was like, "Did you see what happened?" And I no. was like, "I saw we lost." And they were like, "Turn on the news right now. Just turn it on right now." And the rest is history. Nope. It was
0: nuts. But yeah. <laughs> so if you get some spare time, all of us have a hard time getting some spare time. But if you do, go watch some of those. They're they're phenomenal. But um but yeah, moving on from that. Um what last week we talked about crazy performances. I've listened to other pods out there and they're kind of on the, the same topic too, talking about crazy stuff out there. We talked about what Doncic or Jokic um, last week and who else last week? I can't even remember.
1: Uh, we did talk about Luka. Yep, yep. We talked Luca. about Zion, who we'll yes. absolutely talk about today. Yep,
0: correct. Um, um, yeah, we've had a bunch yeah, this week, too. Yeah, so those were nuts that week. And then this week, obviously, you can't pass up talking about uh, Spider, Donovan Mitchell, his 71. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> it was, he just, he scored a lot. Well, he's uh, not the 10th person, or not 10th person, but the 10th scoring game over 70 points, right, I believe, and...
1: I got the stat line right here if we want. it, Okay, yeah. 71 points. That's right, 71. Um, 11 assists, 8 rebounds, a block, 7 triples, shot 65% from the field, 80% from the line. He played 50 minutes. Yep, yep. And they won against the Bulls, 145-134. Domination.
0: Yep, it was incredible. Helped me win a bet, too, so that was pretty cool. (laughs)
1: Nice. Nice. And then followed it up with a nice game, too. I mean, it wasn't 71 points, but against Phoenix, another win, um, 20 points, nine assists, six rebounds, three triples, um, 100 percent from the free throw line. And he's done a great job um, being the playmaker, being the primary ball handler on that team right now with Garland um, being kind of in and out of the lineup. So um, huge shout out to Donovan Mitchell. He's been phenomenal all season. This actually, statistically, is probably his all-time best season. Sure. And going to that new team, going to the uh, to the Cavs, he has fit in seamlessly next to Garland, and he's played great without him, too. He's just looked awesome, and they're a, a true, I don't yeah. know if I want to call them championship contender, but in terms of just being a threat in the East, I think they're right there.
0: I would say I could give them championship contender. And I, because I was so high on Boston, still high on Boston, and they just, you know, they're amazing. I, I don't know if anything's going to stop them. But there's there's something to be said for that performance earlier this week oh, against yeah. like Oklahoma City. And I don't know what happened there. <laughs> um, that, that boggled my mind. But I don't know if they were looking forward to playing Dallas. Later in the week, or it, what was going on? That was but,
1: nuts. I, I saw that. I just I wasn't watching the game, but I saw the score and just I had to do a double take. Like, is this happening right now? Like, how? how, how is this happening? How yeah. is this? This is inexcusable. Yeah, and they Celtics all, fan. All five
0: Thunder starters had like over twenty points. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was something ridiculous. It's, it was great.
1: I, I think you're onto something there. With they had their eyes set on you know the yeah. next game.
0: Can't say it made that up. I heard that somewhere else, too, but I can see that happening as well. Yeah, Um, for sure. But, yeah, other other stuff this week, too. We saw actually Jalen Brunson had a career high the other day with, I think he had like 38 points for the Knicks. And then, obviously, Giannis had his career high, uh, what, 55, I believe it was that, one day. And you probably have that line as well. I got uh, Brunson's here.
1: Brunson (laughs) came back. He was out. He missed three games. He came back January 2nd and had 24 uh, points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds, in a win against Phoenix. And then the game you mentioned was January 4th, uh, a win against the Spurs. He had 38 points, 6 assists, 7 rebounds, 3 triples, um, playing 40 minutes basically each game. So he's jumped right back into the swing of things. You know, And probably helped
0: with Barrett out probably getting a little more. Looks, yeah but even assume. with
1: barrett but even before uh barrett went out i mean he's just brunson's been awesome all year he's been <laughs> so good for them and i mean they've been winning so um you know they've been kind of up and down record wise but overall i mean brunson's obviously doing his job and he's fit in really well and so far he's paying off for them he was a big investment for them this summer um so far so good
0: um, you know i forgot to mention with donovan mitchell he uh why he got drug tested the next day, right? (laughs) So that was a big story. (laughs) Yes, that's right. We did forget to mention that. Yep. He got that Um, random drug test. That was kind of funny. I I kind of, I find it funny when some players are really aggravated by that and they're like, oh, it's not random. It's not random, but it's like, you know, if you, he by the rules who cares what day it is even if it's after you score 70 or whatnot
1: and here's the thing too like take it as a compliment you know exactly look at it as a positive thing like hey you did something to justify being tested and if you if you don't have anything to worry about as far as the test itself then who cares you know just take it as a pat on the back and move forward Um, i do have Giannis's stat lines his last two games i'm going to read them off january 3rd and they were back to back which that was pretty cool that he played in back-to-back games it's been kind of rare for him this season but uh january 3rd 55 points 10 rebounds seven assists two steals um 60 over 60 percent from the field and 94 percent from the free throw line he's uh, been hitting his free throws a little bit more lately it's been good to see yes he has and that was a win against Washington the next day, January 4th. They were at Toronto, and that was a weird game. I don't know if you saw, like, the first half. Oh, that was, was the 7 super... nothing
0: game in the first six minutes? Yeah, so, yeah that was yeah, insane,
1: yeah. man. Again, I wasn't watching the game, but I saw the scores, and I was looking at some of my fantasy players and just...
0: You know, that's, that's actually in my notes a little bit here because I remember looking at the final line for that game, just shooting for Toronto, well, even the rebounds of that game were insane. So I think, uh, I don't know if you have that box score up right now, but but Milwaukee had like 78 rebounds, I believe, in that game, which is yeah. kind of unheard of right now. If you look at an average, it's about 50 a game, I think. Um, uh, Blake uh, Brook Lopez had like 19. Uh, Portis had 12. And Giannis had like 21. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: Absolutely insane. Yeah, it was. Um Giannis's lo- whole line for that game was 30 points, 21 rebounds, 10 assists. He did have 12 turnovers, so super yeah. sloppy. Um but nonetheless, yeah. Um, and that game and went, went to got, overtime. Yep, and And uh, they only scored 104-101. They, they pulled it <laughs> out. Yeah, they uh they pulled it out on the road. So back-to-back, that's a big win. Big win for um uh, for Milwaukee. They're trying to move their way back up the standings. We talked a little bit about them um uh, last yeah. week. They're They're battling with Boston, Brooklyn's right there too, and like we said, Cleveland. They're all real close, real neck and neck, and Philly's um, not too far behind them either.
0: Exactly. No, definitely top five in the the cream of the crop in the East. Oh, another another thing in that. It, look at the the shooting, just ap- actual shooting for Toronto. I think they were like thirty eight <laughs> for a hundred and seventeen. I, I don't
1: want to look at it anymore. I you have Fred VanVleet on two of my teams. It's incredible, absolutely <laughs> incredible.
0: Siakam had an awful game too. He only had yeah. like eleven points.
1: It got a little better in the second half, but I'm that's an understatement.
0: But yeah, no, that was a fun game, and <laughs> um, I was going to say there was other games too that impressive over the last week. I thought. Um, The the Lakers Heat game also the same night. Um, there was no LeBron. Yeah, the Lakers beat the Heat. I don't know what happened there. That was kind of a surprise to me. Kind of shows me a little bit of something though, because the Lakers being right at the bottom there, and that you know what are the eleven, ten or something right now. Um, maybe they have something. Maybe they have enough to make the uh you know the bottom of the the play in.
1: Yeah, one guy that stands out to me is Dennis Schroeder. He um. Uh, against Miami he had 32 points um, only two assists but I mean they have a lot of ball handlers Westbrook played so um, but four steals um, shot really really well Uh, 53 percent from the field 86 percent from the line he had four triples so um, he's doing a great job he's playing really well lately he's getting a lot of minutes and um, you know they've won three straight games so he's gonna
0: say another guy Thomas Bryant he's been picking Oh, yeah. From where Anthony Davis We talked is. about him last week. Went he out. Was our, yes, he did.
1: Uh, he was our top pickup last week, and uh, for that reason. And um, they've gotten back to playing him normal starting center minutes, and it's paying off, you know. Don't mess around with the rotation. Just play the guys you're supposed to play. Uh, let them play together, and look at that. You might win a game or two or three in a row. Nope.
0: And then another game the exact same day, and obviously this is probably just recent based on when we're recording, but – that Pistons Warriors game the other night was ridiculous. Yeah, um, I I actually had a nine game parlay going, because uh, I, I put ten bucks in a nine game parlay, won eight nice. of the nine. The only game I missed, I took Golden State.
1: Oh so man,
0: that was it. Was going to pay out seven hundred and seventy bucks on a ten dollar, but missed it by a game. That sucks. But yeah. Uh, But, yeah, that was a fun game, some crazy stuff with, you know, Clay. Clay hit that one with a a second left, and I was like, oh, this is going overtime, Pistons are done. And then Sadiq Bey somehow magically makes that three to win
1: the game. Yeah, you know, Draymond got thrown out of the game. I mean, if he keeps his head in, you know, if he stays in the game, they may maybe pull that one out, you know. I mean, and they're not at the top of the West this year. He can't afford to be getting this many technical fouls and – getting himself ejected from games i mean you know we'll talk about them in a little bit in terms of their health but um he's got to be playing and he's got to keep his head in the game and they need to get some wins
0: and speaking of Draymond green i mentioned to you in passing through text Mm -hmm. the other day about the the magical pass i I saw it was being called the bluetooth pass and things i saw it
1: i saw it being labeled the glitch the glitch yes yep the (laughs) glitch i've seen that as well Um, i watched it in slow motion replay, and yep. I still don't fully understand.
0: I don't either. And somebody, I can't remember um, which media outlet posted it. I don't. Um, they showed the other angle of it, so you can actually see the bounce pass. He actually, it's a bounce pass that goes to him. And I watched it from that angle, and I'm like, okay, I can see it from there. It's basically like behind the basket, so you can you can. I see must the need angle. to see that
1: angle because the the angle but, I saw it just looks like the ball just disappears. Correct. And just all of a sudden it's with clay the
0: problem is so i saw the other angle and i'm like okay now i see it right so now i'm going to go back to the old angle that i can't see it (laughs) and i should see this ball bouncing on the ground right yep no you cannot see it it's still not there
1: so so i don't know how that happened but (laughs) great pass um and those two they've got the chemistry they've been playing together for years and it shows Yep, it's phenomenal But yeah,
0: I I guess that's the gist of the stuff, just updates the last week, stuff I want to talk about. I don't know if you have anything else specific or you want to – I know you love your injuries and hopping into the injury report. Well, to be
1: clear, I don't love my injuries, but there's a lot lot to talk about. There's a lot to dissect. Um, So, yeah, we should definitely get to some of the big ones here. I think we have to start with Zion. Um, Zion Williamson, right hamstring strain. He's going to be reevaluated in three weeks. This sucks because we just talked about the Pelicans. We've spent a good chunk of our podcast last week talking about how well they've been playing, how good Mm -hmm. Zion's been looking, um, how that team's gelling. And they still have other guys. They have Brandon Ingram that they're going to be, you know, incorporating back into the lineup. So um, this one hurts a little bit. You know, three weeks, he's going to be reevaluated. Hopefully that's the only amount of time that he's going to miss, but we honestly don't know. And we talked about this before how, even with Zion being in better shape, he's still like the way that he plays and just his physical, um, you know, presence, the, the type, the style of play, the wear and tear, man, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be something that um, you just have to kind of have a backup plan. If you own Zion, if you're in a season-long fantasy league, um, you know, you have to have backup plans in place. You know, just be ready because this kind of thing's going to probably happen throughout his career, unfortunately, so... Um, that's another reason why I was saying before, you know, I'm, I'm pretty big on Valanchunas. I, I think even with the slow start that he's had this year, I'm buying on him. And now, you know, with Zion being out, uh, he's got to step up. So this is a, you know, and I think it did. Cause him. what the
0: first game was Wednesday, since he's been out and what Valanchunas had 17 rebounds, I believe.
1: Yeah. So. And Valanchunas has played well, even with Zion. Uh, and we talked Correct. about that too. Like they've, yep gotten into a bit of a groove um, you know and they're developing their chemistry but yeah his um, you know first game January 4th 16.17 rebounds um, he's blocking shots too which is great because he's not normally a huge shot blocker but lately um, you know he's he's getting them so the percentages are always there you know he even hits threes um, not all the time but he gets them um, mm-hmm. He had one game, December 19th, he hit seven threes. That was against Milwaukee. I remember that game. He got hot. But, um, yeah, he can do he can do kind of everything. So I really like him. Um, we'll get to pickups and stuff. I think Larry Nance Jr. is yep. a must, like, grab. And I know he's out right now, but he's working his way back. He should be back any day. Um, so, like, if you've got an IL spot, if you're in season long, Uh, definitely grab him especially if you have Zion if he's sitting out there if Nance is sitting out there just grab him and stash him and get him ready because once he's back playing he's going to be really really useful especially in like nine category leagues Um, not as much in like say points leagues Mm -hmm. um, or DFS um, but definitely season long and really honestly even in DFS he'll probably be um a relative bargain just because, you know, there will be, you know, the price up for Valentunas. And then if Ingram comes back, you know, McCollum's going to get more usage now. Yep, yep. And he's been solid all year. So, um, but yeah, I really like Nance. He's a guy that, like, in season long leagues, uh, just pick him up and stash him and get him ready.
0: Do you like a a Trey Murphy or a Herb Jones more, one or the other? Yeah,
1: I mean, I think all those guys. um, I would say if I had to rank them, I would say probably Herb Jones, um, slightly ahead of Trey Murphy. Um, But, yeah, all those guys on the perimeter are kind of iffy, you know. Um, Who's the other guy I'm thinking of, too? Um, Shoot uh marshall Najee marshall yep, um, yep. he's another one he's kind of kind of a stream um you know i think he'll probably get minutes in the uh 20s maybe upper maybe upper 20s lower 30s tops and he's been okay he does a little bit of everything but he's kind of on and off so um i mean if you're streaming or anything or if you're playing dfs i mean those are you know probably decently cheap options you can go with yep. you know kind of for the end of your roster yeah i was gonna say another injury that affects
0: my team personally but paul george with this hamstring tweak i don't know how serious that is or if anybody's found that out yet
1: i don't think it's sounding too serious um you know just something to keep an eye on we know what the clippers they're all about load management Uh, they're kind of like the faces of that movement (laughs) yep so um, my western conference champions coming up Yep. (laughs) <laughs> yep, um, but those guys are older, you know. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, both of them. If you have them, you just kind of use them when you can. um But yeah, for head-to-head leagues, it's kind of tough because yeah, you're gonna have to sit them in the games where they're not playing. Yeah, at least in like roto leagues, you can kind of keep those guys on your bench and just play them when they're in, when they're gonna sit out. Just you know, just don't I actually kind of
0: don't mind having, like you said, with the load management and the and the Clippers. You usually know it in advance pretty well. You do. You need to replace you know, the guy to pick up. So. Yeah,
1: it's nice that the NBA has kind of cracked down on, like, the injury reports and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, they're making these teams have to report stuff early. And if they don't, they're going to get fined. So, And uh, some other teams have, have found that out the hard way. But, um, yeah, you're right. It makes it a little bit easier that we get the news um, a little more often. And you can kind of plan for it, you know. And the other thing, too, is, like, The Clippers aren't alone. There are a lot of teams and a lot of players right now that are kind of getting load managed and kind of just, you know, game by game. Um, I know I've got Drew Holiday in two leagues, and he's been killing me all year with the sit, play, sit, Mm -hmm. play. Drives me nuts. But, you know, again, like, it depends on your situation. There's not a whole lot you can do. Um, You know, if you're doing DFS or whatever, you just, you know, or if you're in a roto league, you just don't use them if they're not playing. But in head-to-head leagues season long, like, you don't really –
0: same game parlays it kills me a lot too with Drew Holiday because I like to do same team same game parlays, I try and get them kind of consistent. Usually a very consistent team. Milwaukee is one of them. The Clippers are usually another. Uh, you can usually find guys that are putting up similar stats each night, but when Drew Holiday's in now, it changes. It changes rebounds. It changes assists. It changes points. It changes everything across yep. across the board for
1: stats. Yep, no question. Um. I kind of wanted to bring up golden state. Yep. Uh, we got a couple updates from them. Uh, we talked last week about Andrew Wiggins. He was supposed to be coming back, but unfortunately, um, his return got stalled. Um, he's battling an illness, um, but they announced that he has been cleared for practices. So he's still on his way to coming back here real soon. So again, like just have him ready to go. Um, and then even bigger news for them, Steph Curry, Left shoulder injury. He's been out, but he is targeting a return January 13th. Yeah, in San Antonio. Nice. Yeah, so that's <laughs> going to be huge. That's huge for Golden State. They need to, like I said, uh, get going here and win some games. They're a uh, they're ninth right now in the West, but um, as we and talked specifically, about
0: specifically, win games on the road. <laughs> and i'll yes. get into that in my betting segment <laughs> yeah we talked
1: about that last week too yeah they, they've they've been awful on the road this year they only have three wins so yeah. um they got to get better and hopefully you know getting Steph, getting wiggins and then getting all those guys together playing together and getting in a groove you know hopefully they can go on a little bit of a run here and kind of build you know do some damage on the record you know in the standings because right now everything's just really all those teams are bunched up together um you know basically seven through ten they're all like a game and a half apart yeah really actually five through ten
0: yeah 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 and there's uh, there's probably good arguments that golden state could uh, with healthy with health and curry healthy that they they could probably shoot up top top four I don't yeah need man I, 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 don't picked him, I picked them
1: i picked them earlier in the season to come out of the west when it's all said and done but yeah they got to be healthy and they've they've got to pick up that uh, the yep. road play um they've been god awful on the road so they got to balance it out yep. uh, get some more wins on the road and um and keep taking care of home court but getting those guys back will be huge for them
0: yep yep i'm gonna say another injury i noticed too last week was uh kelly Ubre. yeah he's out what four to six weeks yeah charlotte
1: Yep, torn ligament in his left hand. Um, And that's a big injury because Gordon Hayward is also day-to-day. We're going to be talking about ads here, but I really like Jalen McDaniels for Charlotte. He is a guy that, like, if if you're in a season-long league, if he's sitting out there, you should probably scoop him up, at least in the short term, until we find out um, how severe Hayward's injury is right now. But, I mean, we all know with him, he goes in and out of the lineup All year, all the time, unfortunately. He's just always banged up. Um, This looks like another one of those times. So, um, you know, with both of those guys out, McDaniels is kind of the next man up. No. Um,
0: as far as injuries, you got any more there? I think that was all I had. Um, I got a
1: couple more. I'll just right. try to rattle them off here relatively quickly. Bradley Beal is a pretty big one. Yep. Um, yep. he's got a left hamstring strain. He is out at least 1 week. He's been in and out. He came back and then got hurt again, so um, he's going to miss a little bit more time here. Um, unfortunately, you know, fantasy owners have kind of gotten used to that. You know, he's another one that's just going to be kind of probably load managed and treated carefully you know the rest of the way so just kind of get used to that roller coaster ride um speaking of which we'll go with uh clint capella he has been out he's got a right calf sprain and he's basically being listed as out indefinitely it when he first went out it sounded like it was going to be more of a day-to-day thing um but um he, he's missed a ton of time now he's missed what five games and he missed he came back he missed three games starting december 16th came back december 23rd against the pistons and and had a double double he had a good game but then he went out again and he's been out for five straight games and there's been no other update they just keep saying that he remains out so yep Um, basically just listing them as out indefinitely. So for the time being, um, if you're playing DFS or, you know, even season long, like if you've got um, John Collins, you're probably happy. Um, Anyeko Kongwu, he's going to continue to start. So um, you just fire those guys up. And otherwise, just keep an eye on the Capella situation. But for now, he is out. Um, I also just wanted to bring up, uh, well, Colin Sexton. He is going to be reevaluated in about a week. He has a hamstring injury. Um, and he's been kind of in and out of the lineup for Utah. So um, he comes off the bench for them. But, you know, he's a big part of their team when he's healthy. So, uh, but the rest of those guys will just continue to see, you know, more minutes and more usage um, across the whole lineup. Um, and the other big one that I wanted to mention was just Chris Middleton he remains yeah. out indefinitely he has uh, right knee soreness and kind of like Capella he's been out for a little bit there's no specific like timeline at this point uh, but it sounds more than just a day-to-day thing so and he's another one we did he's barely played this year I was gonna he say I don't want to
0: take hard. a lot away from him but I don't notice that much of a drop-off without Middleton on the Bucks team I don't know
1: No, you know, it's and it's it's not so much him. It's just that they've got a really good team. Um,
0: yeah, they got a lot of depth for sure.
1: Yeah. But but if he's going to be out, then like Drew Holiday's going to have to play more. And, you know, but I mean, they're at the same time, as long as they're, you know, one of those top seeds in the east, they're going to probably keep these guys, you know, they're going to treat them with kid gloves and they're going to kind of, you know, just. Let them do their thing and you know rest and back to backs and all that stuff. So, just say
0: that seems to be a trend. um, No rushbacks and it's Mm -hmm. probably and I don't know if that's all because of expansion and things. So you know a lot of more teams have a chance to make it somewhere or if it's just the good teams are good and there's a good separation between the good
1: and that's the, kind of the how bad. I look at it is I think yeah. these teams are just looking at the, the standings and they're just looking at how they're playing and just saying, Hey, look, you know, we're good. We can weather the storm. Um, yeah. I'd rather, you know, coaches are saying I'd rather have my guys be a hundred percent healthy versus trying to overplay them now in January, February when we need to get to March and April and be at full strength. So we can be ready to go playoff time, you know, our, have all of our ducks
0: in a row. Yeah. All right. I think that covers injuries as far. We don't usually talk trades, but I actually made a trade in my league last week. Yeah. Wanted to get your take on it. I think, I know you have some ads, drops related around these teams. So just real quick. Yep. I received Kuzma. I actually love Kuzma, and I think he's having a great year. Mm -hmm. And I dropped Bobo. Jordan Poole yeah so that was my trade for the week and I, I feel pretty good
1: about it I like that trade a lot actually especially with the Beal news um, Kuzma is going to continue to get heavy usage he's going to continue I mean he's been starting he started all last year and he'll continue to start this year as long as he's healthy um, but he's been awesome he's played really really well um, just across the board in fact in terms of like fantasy numbers this is probably one of his better seasons if not the best. Yep. Um, He's been great. So, and then on the flip side, um, like we said, Curry's making his way back. So, you know, that's uh, pretty much everybody in golden state is going to take, you know, a little bit of a hit across the board. Um, you know, but especially Poole because now he's going to go back to, you know, coming off the bench and being more of a role player. And, you know, he's a good one, but you know, in terms of fantasy, his usage and his, ultimately his stats are going to go way down and bull bull, um, At one point, you know, earlier in the year, he was looking like the best pickup of the year. (laughs) He's kind of slowed down a little bit, and a lot of that is, um, you know, Orlando's starting to get a lot of their big guys back. Yep. And um, actually, speaking of Orlando, um, Jalen Suggs, is returning to practice and um, sounds like he's getting ready to return to games. So he is on his way back. And I got him stashed
0: on my team too. So (laughs)
1: yeah. And speaking of stashes, Jonathan Isaac has also returned to practice. Now he still remains out indefinitely. Um, But I mean, he's practicing eight years. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's been so long when he's, I'll tell you what though. I'm a big Jonathan Isaac guy when he is healthy. He's a fantastic player especially across nine categories in fantasy. Um, I love him. I love his game. Defensively, just an absolute monster Um, and pretty versatile offensively. Now, on that team, with all those guys and with his injury history, like you said, you can't really count on him. But if you've got an IL spot and he's sitting out there, it doesn't hurt to just pick him up and just kind of see what happens. You know, maybe Orlando's going to make a trade. You know, we, we mentioned last week that the trade deadline is February 9th. Um, which I think you said is a Thursday. And so now's the time to start kind of anticipating some of these moves. You know, some of these teams that have, you know, an abundance of players in their rotation, you got to think are going to be making a move. And some of these teams that maybe could use a player or two, you know, we talked about Dallas being a team that, you know, could be making a move here. Uh, We talked about Phoenix being a team with Booker out. You know, some of these teams need to step up and go get some guys, you know. Orlando could be a team that, one of those teams wind up calling. So agreed.
0: And actually, you know, I just thought we were talking about Jordan pool, taking, getting some time taken away. We forgot to shout out Clay Thompson. If you're listening, you also had a sweet game last week. Didn't he score like 49 or something? So I, I forgot to bring that one up,
1: but yeah, for sure. I mean, they've in, you know, again, like they've, done a good job. You said this last week, like they're doing a good job of just kind of holding the fort down. Yeah. They've been horrible on the road, but like they've taken care of home court, even with Steph out. Yep. Um, yeah. i just pulled up Clay's line. We got to read this real quick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 54 points, eight boards, 10 threes. And that was a win, a two point win January 2nd against Atlanta. Yep. And then followed it up two days later against the Pistons with 30. Yep. So yeah, yeah. he's, He's looking like the clay of old. And yeah, that was that was the glitch. Him... Uh that
0: Atlanta game was the the glitch game. So maybe yeah. it was uh I don't know, some special code put a cheat code on that yep. game for him. But Yep. Well yeah. Um what I guess we can jump into some ads. Yeah, I assume, let's do it um, so um, I mentioned... I you... go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't know if you want to go back and forth because I got a few um, one one. sure
1: yeah i mean i'll right. i'll get it started with larry nance jr i mentioned him yep. he's he's kind of my top ad right now and i know he's heard he's he's day-to-day at this point he's working his way back but again the opportunity is going to be there with zion out so he's a guy um especially if you have an open il spot um for season long just pick him up uh, especially if it's you know um head-to-head league uh or even roto really i mean e- either way um yeah if it's season long nine cat you know pick them up points leagues he's not as valuable um but category leagues um absolutely grab them and actually
0: you know what go i think you go all the way three years because mine probably aren't more ads they're probably more stream
1: okay um, and And i don't have too many um i I mentioned jalen mcdaniels already he's kind of the next on the list you know charlotte with their situation right now Ubre hayward both of them being out mcdaniels is the next guy up so grab him um reggie bullock i mentioned him last week and he might be more of like a stream kind of but right now with dallas and all their injuries um he's getting a ton of minutes right now and you know not a guy that's going to do a whole lot across the board but just anybody that once you start getting into like the upper 30s and even lower 40s for your minutes that's just somebody you got to pick up because the numbers are going to be there you're just going to walk into rebounds. You're going to walk into like a steal or two. And for him, like he's a shooter and, you know, he played really, he hasn't done a whole lot this year. He's been really, really slow. Um, And I think he was hurt too, but he's a guy that fits really well with Luca and he spaces the floor. He's always been a good shooter. He can knock him down and that's what they need right now. So um, I think as long as he's healthy, he's going to be out there. He's going to play. And like I said, if he's getting 40 minutes, you just got to pick him up and just take whatever you can get from him. Um, and then the only other two guys I wanted to mention just again with the Beal injury news, um, I think Denny Avdia and also Daniel Gafford. I like both yep. of them as pickups right now for Washington. And I think both guys will continue to start. Yeah.
0: Gafford's been great. I, I actually picked him up. I think we talked about that in passing, not on the pot as well. Um, and he's actually, weirdly enough, he's a game time decision. It shows today. Yeah. And they don't have a game, so I threw him on the <laughs> IL plus and picked up another guy. So just a, just stash some people. But I've, I actually, everybody on my list are people that I actually picked up to stream. Um, Bones Highland, I think mm. I talked about him in the past, but yeah, I love him and he's had some great games actually just lately. Um, and I can bring up that line real quick, but. Yeah, his last four games he's been over sixteen points. Uh, he had that one game he had four four games in a row he had twenty points, eleven assists, five rebounds. Yeah, he's been really 50%. good. So, yep. yeah, it's really the whole the month of December he was kind of fifty fifty, half. And half his minutes are just yeah.
1: That team, Denver, just we've talked about them like yep. they're they're hard to bet on. They're hard to bank on because they're just. You know their minutes fluctuate, especially the bench guys. They're, you know, Bones. Uh, unfortunately, when all those perimeter guys are healthy, he's going to have games where he Correct. only plays like thirteen, fourteen minutes, and then he'll have other games where he'll get hot and play, you know, upper twenties, lower thirties. So, no, nope. just kind of a roller coaster ride. But you know, as long as he's healthy, as long as he's playing, he's a good option. Throw him. Out yeah, there.
0: he's look good to um, take a look at. I know you were talking about Washington, Rui uh, Hachimura. Has had some good, yeah, pretty decent string of games, so he's yep. always good to put in there. Um, yeah, he's a pickup too, for sure. Uh, two games ago against Milwaukee, twenty six points, so it's it's the same idea. Then just watch him; you can always put him in. Um, I think earlier this week, uh, I picked up Victor Oladipo for a couple games. Yeah. He's had a solid stretch over the last mm-hmm. uh, last few games as well. Uh, yeah, I don't think I have to really get into uh, actual stats though. But, um, but yeah, he's been great to look at Harrison Barnes has been really good for Sacramento lately. Um, and he seems to be available a lot of places as well. Mm -hmm. And lastly, this guy has fallen off my list, but I keep an eye on him. Aaron Neesmith and uh, the Pacers, he had a good end of December, but the start of the new year,
1: he's kind of not so hot. he reminds me of bones like the minutes. Um, and he has been starting, but I just, I don't know that Indiana knows what they want to do i think no. they're going to they're a team they're another team that i think is is going to make a move or two here no. um at the deadline because they got to get their lineup solidified you know um halliburton has been fantastic uh, miles turner's been great and buddy heald has been awesome yeah uh, but other than those three they need to get more consistency in their lineup uh, they've been shuffling their starters they're trying to figure out you know what they want to do um and Neesmith has been good, like, when he starts uh, or even off the bench. You know, he's been pretty good in the minutes that he's given. It's just he's another one kind of like Bones. Like, some games he'll play minutes in the teens. Other games he'll have, you know, like 30-plus minutes. So you just kind of take the good with the bad. But I think especially right now, um, with their lack of depth, he's definitely worth owning and definitely worth streaming. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, I think that takes care of my list. Um we could pop into the, the betting side of things if you'd like. Let's do it. Um, and actually, this is a random shout-out. I want to shoot out Julius Randle. He's been amazing. Like yeah. I know he's at the top of rankings, and i, I obviously got – I don't know where he got drafted this year, but he has just been, I think for the last 30 days, just a, a banger.
1: I think he got <laughs> drafted probably like mid to later rounds because um, yeah. he did um, – two years ago he had a really good year and then he kind of slowed down a little bit last year kind of came back to earth and um yeah he started real slow this year too um but lately you're right man he's just been going bonkers he's playing like 40 minutes a game um just scoring hitting a ton of threes and getting defensive numbers too i mean his last game january 4th um 25 points 13 boards but four blocks three steals a three yeah um you know his percentages are always going to be you know rocky going to be hit or miss um but you know he's hitting free throws for the most part. Those two are kind of inconsistent but I mean he's just he's he's been balling. The yeah. biggest thing again we talk about it like he's durable, you know. With yep, all these yep. other guys sitting out, you know, every other game or whatever, he's just a guy that like you can count on right now. He's he's playing 40 minutes a night every single night. He's not sitting yep. out any games. You know, New York's competing. They're trying to win. He's like 25
0: and 10 every night. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: It's a great situation. Um, New York's sitting in sixth right now, but they're tied with the Pacers, so they're fighting. You know, they're trying to stay in that playoff race and not have to do the playing, you know, if they can get that sixth spot. Um, I don't see them catching Philly or Cleveland or, you know, the other teams at the top there, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Boston. But, I mean, if they can stay in that sixth spot, I think they'd be really happy.
0: Agreed. All right. So, as always, I just feel like I have to do this every time. We got to remind you to bet responsibly. Never bet more than you can afford to lose. Um, We are not professional gamblers. We're just giving you some advice. So, that's right. Use this at your own risk. Um, And we kind of, so the first point I needed to make, we kind of brushed on this. I'm seeing media outlets. I think we have enough data now since we're almost perfectly at the halfway point of the regular season. Um, The home records in the NBA are off the hook, and the road records are abysmal. (laughs) So if you're looking at betting, you can stick with home teams. A lot of the time, I I can go through a list real quick, but like Golden State, Memphis, Phoenix, Denver, New Orleans, Dallas, Brooklyn, Cleveland, Milwaukee, uh, Philly, and Boston, Yeah, all good teams, right? All Mm -hmm. at the top of their conferences. They're all over 700 at home right now. If you look at those, nobody's lost more than five games at home money line. And then you can even go into the spread. Um, There's four teams over 700 winning percentage against the spread as well. Those teams, Golden State, although they lost the other day uh, to the Pistons, uh, Memphis, Cleveland, and Philadelphia. All four teams are great at home. Regardless, and then against the spread, just as good if not better. So, so yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing more to say about that. No. You can look at home teams, throw them in parlays, do things like that. And I've I've been using it. I've been using
1: it the past couple of weeks, and it's been working out just fine. So. <laughs> It's just weird, man. It's been a weird season. Um, in that regard, you know, these teams, these good teams, like you said, that just for whatever reason, like they get on the road and, you know, and I think you know as we get later into the season, some of that'll get cleaned up because guys are getting back, getting back healthy, uh, but also just getting acquainted with each other and just getting more used to each other and, you know, as teams go, you know. it'll get better. So I think some of that will get cleaned up, but some of it maybe won't. So no, as long as the numbers, you know, keep staying the way they are, you know?
0: Yeah. I I think I saw a quick segment. It was like Greg Anthony and folks talking about an NBA uh, TV, excuse me. And asking if, you know these home records, they're gonna how they're gonna play into the playoff picture and stuff like that. Are our teams gonna be this hot at home throughout the year? Is it gonna be really difficult to steal steal games on the road? So, we're we gonna have really competitive playoff, you know, long series because everybody just can't win on the road. Yeah, um, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and see if this keeps up this type of trend. But yeah, sure. as far as betting wise, it's amazing. You can con- continue <laughs> to stick with it, take advantage. Yeah. It, yeah, anything sticking seven, eight hundred. of the time, like Mm -hmm. just roll with it. Don't, don't be afraid of it. And I think to continue on that track, uh, big guys and rebounds, there seems to be a lot of rebounds. And I don't know if that's all because, you know, just uh, scoring in the NBA is up, but pace is up every year. It seems to go up higher, but I noticed a trend with the, when you have a big consistent rebounder and then you have a, you can find, obviously, you can look up the stats for teams that give up the most opponent rebounds. Mm-hmm. Those teams are Golden State, Atlanta, Minnesota, and Charlotte. And you can picture that in your head. But then yeah. if you take them as far as defensive efficiency, they're almost perfectly in the middle of the pack. They're, mm-hmm. you know, four, Three of those four teams are 16 through 18 in defensive efficiency. Yeah. Which tells me, you gotta be somewhat good at defense, right? Because you need <laughs> people to miss shots. And you yeah. need to be able to you know, the other guys gotta rebound them. So those stats come in together. So basically you can find big guys that are playing Atlanta, Golden State, Minnesota, and Charlotte, and you can take them on the over for rebounds. Yeah. And you're you're looking really good most of the time. Um good example of it. I actually made a parlay on Wednesday. Uh let's see. That was Pistons Golden State. I took Jalen Duran. He had eleven rebounds that game. Uh Sacramento can't remember who they played on Wednesday, but Sabonis had fourteen.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, Stephen Adams. So Stephen Adams has been on a tear. Memphis blew yes, somebody out on Wednesday, and he had yep. fifteen that day. The only guy I missed, my fourth guy, I put in Nurkic um, as they were playing one of those four teams <laughs> and blew them out. <laughs> I think yeah. they were playing Minnesota, actually, if I remember right. Uh, he only had eight rebounds. I took him for the over nine and a half that game, but he fouled out. He he got in foul trouble that game. So, without that foul trouble, probably would have hit all four of those. And you can consistently go through and look back at big guys playing those four teams, and you can take the over on rebounds on those guys a lot. I think a
1: lot of it with those teams
0: is just the spacing.
1: You know, they just, it's a very open, you know, kind of like one in, four out. So it just, you know. I was going to say
0: all four of those teams are top seven in pace in the NBA right now. So even though they're high in pace, their defense is you know, towards the bottom, middle of the pack. So, yeah, for sure. Um, But yeah, so looking forward, you can look at games. uh, The Lakers play on Friday. Um, So depending on when you're listening to this, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, (laughs) maybe yesterday, Um, but you can look at Bryant, you know, over rebounds. I think I'd look at him Yeah. Um, and then Giannis on the 11th, which see how that turns out. Uh, they're playing Charlotte, I believe. So, uh, or, or no, the Atlanta on that day. So you can look them over on the rebounds as well. So, but yeah, just, just more stats to back that up. If it makes you feel any better, take Golden State's last, it's like last six games. Durant's had 11. Collins has had 13. Uh, Hart's had 11. Markinen, 16. Plumlee, 13. And Steven Adams, 14. That's just yeah. the last few games against Golden State. Yep. Minnesota before the Nurkic mishap, Gordon had, uh, Aaron Gordon had 16 rebounds uh, yeah. for Denver. Giannis was two games before that had 20. Uh, same Charlotte, 15 and 15 for Adams and Bryant. It just people getting crazy high.
1: Yeah, and these are great stats to keep in mind for fantasy, too, because, I mean, yeah. if you're in season-long leagues, if you're in head-to-head especially, and you're a team that's, like, close in rebounds, if you're losing a little bit or whatever and you're trying to get more rebounds, like, play the matchups, you know? And if yep. they're, if there's anybody out there that you can pick up and, you know, and use, even if it's just for, you know, a one-day stream type of situation, I mean, yep. do it. Take advantage of these matchups, because they're out there, and, yep, they're not going anywhere like you yep. said.
0: And it's always, sometimes the, the interesting thing is too, you're not just looking at the, the primary rebounder that somebody probably already has on their team, but you can, uh, even the secondary person is getting high rebounds. Some, um, I can say Atlanta, two games around uh, ago, Looney had 20 and Draymond Green had 13. Yep. Draymond Green doesn't usually get that many rebounds. Looney's usually eh, double digits, you know, possibly lower double digits, but right. But uh, against LeBron that James team said, LeBron James there. had 10 <laughs> against them the the game before. And Kevin Durant had 16 rebounds though. Uh, about a week ago against Atlanta. So that's right. It's just ridiculous rebounding against <laughs> those four teams. So you can always look for the overs and, and use them as much as you want. Um, but yeah, I just a couple quick things also. got to look at um, I saw the no sweat promo came back for DraftKings this week and actually came back on, um, I believe, the Wednesday. Um, and then obviously, uh, FanDuel always has their no sweat same game parlay promo for TNT basketball, um, which is yeah. kind of mixed right now. It's like Tuesday and Thursday. I don't know if they're going to do it both days or switch it. I know it's we're Thursday this week, so we'll see how yeah. that goes, but now, so it's, it's yeah.
1: full on basketball season now. Yeah. Here we go.
0: So take advantage of that free money. Don't, don't leave it on the top table. It's, it's one of the greatest things as far as sports betting is concerned. Um, and then, yeah, just wanted to brush over last week. I threw a few things out there, so just to be transparent, we'll see see where it went wrong. How it wasn't too bad. I, 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 <laughs> I like, like it. Uh, real quick, I took. We were talking about the home teams: um, yeah. Bucks, Warriors, Grizzlies, all won at home, so that that came through. Um, I liked. I think it was last Sunday, Boston at Denver. It was trending towards the under. It was actually depending where you got it. I actually pushed at two thirty four. So you might have been over or below. It wasn't. It was very close um Miami at Denver I took the under on that one that that went way over actually so I was incorrect there um I talked about fading the Lakers and taking the over um definitely if you took the Lakers Hawks over that came true <laughs> um <laughs> but the spread Atlanta was minus six and that was the, uh the LeBron James birthday uh what was it oh um, yeah had 43 points or something
1: yep. um so, kind of flukish, though. Yeah. So that's as spoiled. good as LeBron. And that's no knock on LeBron because he's been really good. Um, but yeah, come on. But yeah. I mean, Lakers have been awful.
0: So that spoiled that one. And then I was looking at same game parlays last week. I talked about 76ers Pelicans. I said, let's go Embiid Harden. It was awful. They were low. Hart, James Harden <laughs> had one rebound that game. So I was yeah. completely incorrect in that. Um, took it it June and in the opportunity sent in me over. He did well. I liked Trey Murphy under. That happened. Um, and then just other stuff, I, Knicks, Rockers, Clippers, Pacers. They were fun games, and they provided a lot of good numbers. But I won't get into the details. But I, I don't think we did too bad. Um, no, Robinson, bad Randall, double-digit rebounds, you know, back-to-back games and things like that against the Rockets. So that was cool. So summary, looking going forward. I like the Bucks. They're playing Charlotte on Friday. I like them on the money line. Giannis over rebounds looks beautiful. Friday, Thomas Bryant. Lakers over rebounds. I love it. This is January 6th, correct? Correct. Then going to the Saturday, which would be the 7th. Uh, same game parlay, Orlando at Golden State. I like a whole mix of that. Orlando likes to throw in a bunch of random people, different minutes. We talk about that a lot. Golden State is just, I don't know. They don't seem to be blowing anybody out. So I think Orlando will hang in in that game. But I like Golden State to win at home. Obviously, the home records are looking good. Yeah. Um, Sunday, what does that fall into? The 8th here. <laughs> i got to get my dates right. Sunday yep. the 8th. Utah's at Memphis. Love that game. A lot of people you can use in the same game parlay. Yeah. I like Memphis against the spread, though, at home. Um, but those are two of the top 17. That the is play. the
1: first night of a back-to-back for Memphis, though. So keep in mind they could rest some people. Although they're playing San Antonio the, the next day, Monday the 9th. So you would think that if they're going to sit people, they would sit them against In the second the yep, yep. But you never know. So check the injury reports. <laughs> and then
0: lastly, I talked about the next Wednesday. I believe that's the 11th. Giannis playing Atlanta. He's just been killing it on every yeah. level. So take Talk him over about rebounds. rebounds. You can take him over points, combine, whatever you want to do. You can take, Jan- how I'm saying, fade Lakers. Don't fade Giannis. Take Giannis on everything you can. He's got to get
1: at least a dozen, 13 rebounds. At yep. least. You got to
0: figure easy all right again we thank everybody for listening last week this week Uh, spread the word if you can Um, feel free to leave reviews you know leave a message we want to hear anything positive negative let us know how we can improve or what you like Um, and again yeah we just thank everybody for letting us get this out there on all the platforms yeah it's been fun we'll talk to everybody again next week thanks Scott This